this is Regis Philbin, your on-the-spot international reporter, speaking to you from London's historic St. Martin's Church, an appropriate setting for one of the most historic events ever to happen in this city since the last coronation. For here today, at this time, in this beautiful church, a major event is being enacted, the wedding of a world-famous figure, and surely this figure is famous the world over. Hollywood's all-time superstar, the greatest sex symbol the screen has ever known. The one and the only Marlowe Manor. Well, that was the opening music of Sextet, released in 1978, and starring Mae West, Timothy Dalton, Dom DeLuise, Tony Curtis, Ringo Starr, George Hamilton, Alice Cooper, <laughs> Regis Philbin, George Raft, <laughs> just goes Don't on and on. Don't forget Rona Barrett. Rona Barrett, yep. <laughs> oh, and uh, it was directed by Herbert Baker. Oh, sorry, that was the writer, was Herbert Baker, uh, based on a play by Mae West, which was interesting. And Yeah, they had a Broadway play in 1961. Oh, cool. And directed by Ken Hughes. And this, this was a movie that I'd never heard of, and it just popped up on one of my social media feeds, and I started looking into it, and I texted Bob, I texted you, and I said, what is this? I had never this. heard of it either. Yeah. And you know, uh, I don't want to jump to the end, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. And the thing is, it gets <laughs> roasted on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It has 18%. And when you read the uh, reviews on IMDb, you, you get a real split. Some people are thinking it's an 8, 9. Some people even think it's a 10. And then there's a lot of 1s and 2s and 3s. <laughs> I think the Rotten uh, Tomatoes on it is 18%. Yeah, yeah. So that's not great. <laughs> but I, like you, like you said, I, I actually ended up enjoying it, and I thought there were some really funny scenes with Timothy Dalton and the interviewer of the TV, on the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, sports fans, it appears that the Marlowe Manor's Michael Barrington ball game has been stopped at the goal line. What the fans are asking is, is Sir Michael what Marlowe claims he is, or is he a sheep in wolf's clothing? A gay caballero is the way a London evening paper has put it. And Oh, uh, Sir Michael, uh, <clears throat> your ears must be burning. Oh, would you mind telling me who is responsible for this? Oh, I am not a newspaper editor. Oh, no, that young lady that I spoke to earlier. Oh, she's not here right now, but I'm Gil Stratton. I'm a sportscaster for CBN. Oh, how do you do? Nice how do you do? Nice meeting you. Yes, well, there's obviously one or two things that have to be straightened out. After reading your interview this morning, I can understand. Yes, an, an evident misunderstanding. You could say that. You see, I'm a, I'm a sportsman, an athlete. Oh, that's my bag. Mm, good. Um, 
You know, a, a man's man and a lady's man, too. Both? Certainly. In fact, you know, at Oxford, I was considered to be quite a coxswain. I beg your pardon? In 69, I coxed the entire crew. You did? Hmm. First with uh, four oars. Four? And then later I coxed with uh, eight oars. Eight? Well, it, it, it was a bit of a strain, but uh, yes, I did. Sir Michael, for our American viewers, when you say oars, do you mean oars or oars? Oars? Oh. An oar is an oar, isn't it? Oh, and, and, and again, I'm jumping all over the place, but near the end of the film, we find out that Timothy Dalton's character, Sir, I forget his last name, it, it was actually a secret agent and even better than James Bond. And yeah. Like, wow, that's prescient. Sir Michael Barrington. Lord, Lord Barrington. <laughs> Lord Barrington. <laughs> he was only 50 years younger <clears throat> than Mae West. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about uh, that. That Should we do our introduction? Yeah, so you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews, and you can find us on the internet at classicmoviereviews.net. And on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash classicmoviereviews. And I'm Matt Johnson coming to you from uh, sunny, warm North Bend. And uh, this is Bob Johnson in Los Angeles, where the weather is likewise uh, sunny and warm. Welcoming everybody back to Classic Movie Reviews and uh, this podcast's review of Sextet, which was produced and distributed by Crown International Pictures. I don't know if they survived the uh, production and distribution of this film or not because it was made on a... I got different figures on the budget size, so anywhere from $4 million to $8 million, and its gross box office was $50,000. Oh, gosh. Yikes. That would be like a bomb, I guess you'd That's say. That's the definition of a bomb. <laughs> a bomb. But uh, I don't know. I, I had never seen it. I came into it with a thought that, oh, boy, this might be like Plan 9 from Outer Space or that other one, Dance of the Zombies. Or... Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, what saved the movie was Dom DeLuise's character. Oh, for sure. He was hilarious. And, and I thought and Timothy Dalton, uh, too. Timothy he Dalton. he was funny. Mae West as Marlowe Manners, Lord Barrington. Uh, wow. At the time she made this, she was 84 years old. Yeah, she passed away two years later. I, yeah. As I watched the film in the scenes that she was in, I felt as though she really wasn't walking, that they had a they had her on a, a four-wheel cart. <laughs> <laughs> they just sort of towed it to her next location because she moved with an elegant grandeur, or some might say, really slow. <laughs> yeah, she she kind of strutted around the the stage, <clears throat> so to speak. The boys on the Olympic team, though, were her best friends. Miss Manners, I'm Coach Foreman. On behalf of the United States athletic team, may I say it's a great honor to have you here. Yeah. Yeah. 
pleasure is all mine. Would you mind holding him? All right, fellas, we've got to meet tomorrow. Let's get back to work. Now, Miss Matters, maybe you'd like to meet the team. Wow, what do we have here? Oh, that looks heavy. I lifted twice as much in the Olympics, Miss Matters. Did you get a medal? No, I got a hernia. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Better give that a rest. <laughs> you hear that, Ricky? Oh, what do you do? I'm a pole vaulter. Oh, aren't we all? Which one of you guys throw the spear? You mean the javelin, Miss yeah, Manners? Yeah, the javelin. That's me. Oh, I sure like to see you, javelin. Sure, I'll go get it. Oh. Excuse me, Miss Manners. Would you mind stepping over here for a minute? Oh. I'd like to get another shot with you and the boys. That's perfect, Miss Manners. Wow, all this meat and no potatoes. <laughs> What are you trying to do? Give me competition? All right, fellas, now hold the pose. That's right. Thank you. Hey, Miss Manners, this is our mascot. This is Ricky. Oh, hi, Ricky. Hi, Miss Manners. Pleasure to meet you. Hey, guess what? Today's his birthday. He's 21. How about oh, that? Oh, you're a big boy now. Well, not as big as the others. It's not the size that counts. It's the quality. <laughs> Miss Manners, I've always been a fan of yours. Oh, thank you. Tonight's the night. <laughs> she had some great little quips. I mean, I think every line that she delivered was a, like a double entendre or uh, there was some sexual innuendo in the... Oh, totally. Yeah. She was in trouble a lot in the 1930s. Let's see, I have a note on that. She had a lot of controversy because of uh, those kind of... Uh, double meaning things and uh, censorship was always around her films because did she carry it too far uh and she made a lot of films and some with Cary Grant mm -hmm. in the early days mm -hmm. uh, but she, I went back and looked at a couple of clips from those early films from the 30s she was a very lovely woman and she's lovely in this but more stately almost like a statue yeah yeah, there was uh, rumors going around that she couldn't remember her lines and, and had a earpiece in and that she was wearing a wig and, and the director would feed her lines. And and then I was reading through those comments and somebody had said in there that they were actually on the set and what they were a reporter and said that that's, those, those rumors were all false, that, that that really wasn't true. But I, you know, there's a, I don't know if it's controversy is the right word, but there's a lot of like swirl around this movie and like her, the way she shows up in it, the way she acts, the way she moves, the way she looks. And I, I was thinking on my walk this morning, I wonder if the roles were reversed and it was an older man, if it was a man, like an 80 plus year old man and a younger woman if it would be the same amount of swirl around those things about her. Because I thought she was fine, and they never once mention her age in the movie. They never once even make a big deal out of it. It's just like, she's obviously like this huge superstar Hollywood actress. I mean, the, the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of the movie are all this pomp and circumstance about how crazy people are to see her and th there's this wedding and there's this huge like parade almost and there's this musical number when they're driving from the 
church to the hotel and people on bikes throwing flowers. It's this this whole thing. And I was like, this is kind of fun. You know, I was enjoying it. Is, it. Yeah. It, it, for me, when I watched that, I thought, man, they, they didn't uh, they spent a lot of money on that. That 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 looked really, really good on the screen from a production value standpoint. Uh, it looked almost like it was part of the royal family. It was exactly. I think that's what they were going for. Like, like she's she's royalty, or the equivalent of that. And you know the the amount of effort that goes into preparing the hotel and and getting her there and all this. And then when she when she steps out of the the car, it's 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 a little jarring because of like you said the way she moves and it's just sort of. These these funny one liners that she delivers on the way in from the car to the hotel. <laughs> <I know>. Better single or married? Oh, they like me any way they can get me. Do you get a lot of proposals from your male fans? Yeah, yeah and what they propose is nobody's business. Lady <laughs> Bennington, may I welcome you to the Sussex Court and say that I and my entire staff are at your disposal day and night. Oh, if it wasn't my wedding night, you'd have a deal. <laughs> Would you be kind enough to tell us where you're spending your honeymoon? With my husband, of course. <laughs> Does getting married mean you're giving up Hollywood? Me give up Hollywood? Are you kidding? <laughs> She did that throughout the whole film and throughout her whole career. Well, and I th exactly. I think this is just her continuing, and I, I, I honestly have, you know, I have to say, more power to her. I thought that takes some guts, and the fact that she had six husbands in the movie, you know, like five ex-husbands, and then <laughs> Timothy Dalton, and you know, there's Tony Curtis plays this uh, Russian like po politician diplomat who's still in love with her and George Hamilton plays a gangster who, yeah. who was supposedly dead, but then didn't die and thinks he's still married to her. And Ringo Starr is a movie director who was married to her. And it's just the interaction of all these characters. And then, like you said, Dom DeLuise and that musical number that he had where he was tap dancing on top of the piano. I know. Yes. I, that was great. How many honeymoons have you had? I don't know. And I don't care. Everything up to now has been a rehearsal for you. Well, I suppose practice makes perfect. Oh, come on, honey. You have nothing to be jealous about yet. Am I really the sixth? Sir Michael the sixth? Henry was the eighth. And they still remember him. Collecting husbands seems to be a hobby of yours, like collecting stamps or books. Well, marriage is like a book. The whole story takes place between the covers. You are incorrigible. Well, I'll look that word up, and if I like what it means, I'll forgive you. It means 
that I must accept you as you are. And I do, with all my heart. Anyway, I shouldn't be showing my emotions in this way. After all, I am British. Stiff upper lip, you know? Mm, you got to start somewhere. Mm. Mm. Oh, God. I what are you doing what here? What are you doing what here? What do you mean, what am I doing here? Yes, I thought you'd be on television denying it. Denying what? Denying this. Has Marlowe married a gay couple? Yes, yeah. What is all this? What is this? Your interview with Rona Barrett. Somehow you managed to give the impression that you were a little bit, uh... <laughs> I, I still don't understand. I mean, what are they... What are they talking about? It seems all queer to me. That's what they're talking about. You mean that, that they think... They think that I'm... <laughs> yes, they think that you're a bit... <laughs> well, somebody better set them straight. You're the one that has to be straight, honey. You know what this could do to Marlowe's image, don't you? I'll go right down and sort them out. Go get him, Tiger! Are you trying to get rid of me? Oh, no. <laughs> You're on. The Russians are coming. You really want me to go through with this? Marlo, you know how I feel about you. Every time another man looks at you, I get heartburn. Never mind, honey. Marlo loves you. Marlo loves you. Uh, oh, bye. I'm gonna load that box too, huh? Thank yes, you. Wait a minute. What are you doing? Oh, no. What's going on? Well, Mr. Turner, that's the cutout, and we brought some wardrobe there, and I've got these publicity pictures. I must get Miss Manners' approval. Wait a minute. This is Miss Manners' wedding night. It's her honeymoon. I know, I know, Thanks I know. very much out. Hey, now, wait Thanks a minute. What about the studio? What about the studio? Move. Well, look, it's my responsibility. Oh, look, come man, on. Look, man, I've got to get your okay on I'm this. I'm a real busy man. I'll give you the O now. Come back later for the K. Honey pie. You are making me crazy. I'm in love, but I'm hazy. So can we please go back home? Ha, 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 honey pie. My position is tragic. Come and show me the magic of your Hollywood song. You became a legend of the silver screen. And now the thought of losing you makes me weak in the knees. What a tease, ah, oh, honey pie. You are driving me frantic. Sailed across the Atlantic just to be here with you. I enjoyed that. Well, back to what you you started, where you were saying, if this was an eighty-four-year-old man and a thirty-two-year-old woman, would it have had the same swirl? I don't think so. I think this was groundbreaking in the sense of the the roles of the woman and the man, and and I think I I, I can't even say how I might have been when I saw it in nineteen seventy-eight because I never heard of it, but. I suppose to the audience, the little audience that there was, people watching that were like, "Wow, really?" Because it was so it was so different. Exactly. And I agree with you. More it, power to her for it, doing that. It just goes against and, uh, like the I don't know the 
thinking that women of a certain age are no longer can no longer be like yeah. sexually attractive or sexually active and she's she's like hyper sexually active you know it in it, it, they never show anything it's not like it's explicit but just her constant comments and like the way that all these men are just chasing after her you you get the you get the idea right like they don't have to be uh, yes explicit about it yeah just a little bit about Mae West. She was on the stage in different performances from 1911 until 1961 with 18 different stage productions. And in films from 1932 until 1978, and she did 12 films. And the ones that she did with W.C. Fields and Cary Grant have the same feel to them as this <laughs> film with this, obviously the difference in her age, but uh, I, I this is a film that I could do about six different ratings on. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, how do you how do you even start? Uh, but I, there wasn't. You know, it looks to me as they were doing this that they were really enjoying it. They were really having a good time. Tony Curtis loved that part as the uh, Russian diplomat that would never say yes until he <laughs> met his wife or his ex-wife and that changed his life yeah and george hamilton and he meets with the godfather oh it's that just... was so great and it was right out of the movie it was like they if they'd gotten marlon brando it would have been even better but you know that was definitely the godfather from from the movie come on baby hold his dance <laughs> He was in the arms racket. First my arms, then the arms of the police. He bribed his way out by selling Poland the secret plans of the Swiss Navy. And then there was Romaine. He did so many deals under the table, nobody knew what his hands looked like. And finally, Vance, my fifth husband. I was in Reno. 
and I'd just gotten my divorce when I heard he had been killed. You see, Vance, I divorced you before you were killed. Okay. Boys, I don't know much about politics, but I do know a good party man when I see one. <laughs> so I got enough on you guys to start a war. So if you don't get together, I may have to take over. Remember, all of you used to tell me, I give a lot of credit for this to uh, the director, Ken Hughes, who I uh, had a long career. He, he passed away when he was 79. And if, he did two films that I'm really, I, I find really interesting and fun. Casino Royale from 1967, which is kind of a parody of the James Bond films. Yeah. And it's just a hoot. It's really fun. And one that's really well done, The Trials of Orson Wilde. I'm sorry, Oscar Wilde from 1960, hmm. which is a really, really well-done drama. Hmm. The man was a, an excellent director and uh, didn't make a lot of films, but the ones he did were really, really good. It must have been really heartbreaking and disappointing for him to watch this come out and just be a thud in the movie market. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it doesn't have more of a cult following. Like, I... Or maybe it does, and I just couldn't find it. But this is the kind of movie that I could see having a revival where you go and you dress up and you just, like, really get into, yes. you know, like a uh, cosplay well, the almost one that, kind of a thing. The one that used to be on at midnight for years. Um, Rocky oh, Horror Picture Show. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Uh, that sort of thing. There were there were quite yeah. a few scenes where um, Mae West would enter a room. So there was one where he goes, she goes into the gymnasium, and it's like every single guy in the room just stops and stares at her. There was another one where she walked into the conference room where they were trying to negotiate that world peace, whatever they were doing there. It was never really explicitly said, but she walks in and it's like the whole place goes quiet and they're just all staring at her and. Uh, I was reading, and again, this is all from IMDb, so I don't know how much truth there is to it, but uh, that when she did walk into that room for, with the gymnasium set, that all those guys really did were like, she, she was still stunning at, you know, 84 years old or however old she was. And they they really did, you know, ha she really did have that impact on people still. She was a wonderful talent over a long period of time. Yeah. Everybody in the film, I just think <laughs> it was enjoying themselves. They just the director said, Well, we're gonna have fun with this. This is gonna be beyond campy. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. That, uh, that scene when she enters the hotel and then it turns into a musical number. And there's all those porters dancing around with suitcases. She's got about a hundred suitcases that they bring in, <laughs> and dogs, and you know all these uh, this entourage. And it it was just overdone. You know, it was like everything was just sort of dialed up to an eleven, in a, in a in a campy way, a funny way, and sort of like a winking at the audience way. Like I don't think that you're you're definitely not supposed to take this serious in any sort of a dramatic movie way it's it's just a fun 90 minutes of cinema 
with a lot of like great one-liners from Mae West and a really hilarious portrayal of Lord Barrington by Timothy Dalton and Dom DeLuise with his his just he's just got a great presence. I always enjoyed watching him. Um, he was in a, a lot of Mel Brooks movies, like Mel Brooks. Yes. Mel Brooks really liked to work with him, and uh, Mel Brooks said that whenever he had Dom DeLuise on a movie, uh, on a movie, he would build in two extra days because there would be so much time spent just laughing on set that they wouldn't get as much done as they normally would. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. He's just a bundle of energy. He, Mr. DeLuise uh, was an actor, a comedian, a director, producer, author, a great chef. Nancy remembers him from, from uh, television uh, doing uh, cooking shows. And uh, one of my favorite movies of his is Silent Movie mm-hmm. from 1976. Or then he plays one that's uh, called Fatso. And it, it dresses uh, weight and his need to eat and all that. It, but he, he could also be funny and then you could also feel the pain that he had in some of his in some of his roles it was good at conveying mm-hmm. a sadness even within that comic exterior just a wonderful i think that was his genius because he he was able to also like be a dramatic actor i think and mm-hmm. that comes out in certain scenes not not so much in this movie but in other movies were you surprised that the uh singing voice of timothy dalton when he's singing to may west he had a good voice he did have a good voice and it's funny that they mentioned 007 at the end because he'd already been offered that role at the the filming of this and he he turned it down because he thought he was too young and and uh and then years later he did actually (laughs) take on the james bond role but yeah he 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 was two, two films of james bond and I was reading about them, and uh, one of the uh, reviewers said he looked like at any moment he could have unraveled in those films. And I think back to it, he really did. He was closest in kind of that that uh, persona to uh, Daniel Craig of, of anybody. Mm-hmm. He, he was so so different from uh, Pierce Brosnan or uh, Roger Moore. Roger Moore, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that I do like his portrayal of 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 James Bond, and I, I felt it was like gr- gritty for the time. Not as not as gritty as Daniel Craig's movies or some of them, but uh, for the time, because we we just I think he came after Pierce Brosnan, right? Now before he it he, was uh, Connery, and then there was that one film with that actor, and then George Lazenby. Uh, yeah, George, and then uh, Roger Moore, and then. Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton and Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Yeah, so he was really different than Roger Moore, coming off of Roger Moore. Yeah. So it's a small world in, in uh, watching different shows. We, Nancy and I were watching a PBS rerun of an old Agatha Christie, Miss Marple uh, mystery from 2006, I think it was. And who's the villain? Timothy Dalton. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Completely different character. He but plays a good bad guy, actually. Oh, yeah, he was good in this. He had a long career. Let's see, I have some notes on that. Where did I put them? Well, he's been he's been on stage and uh, 
TV and film for a long time. Uh, quite a film. I guess the plot's pretty straightforward. Mae West character, Marlowe Manners, Lord Barrington, and Sir Michael Barrington, it's their wedding night. Mm-hmm. But but they, they never get to really have a wedding night because they're interrupted by all of her ex-husbands, and then there's some uh, tr- drama over the missing cassette tape uh, <laughs> that, go, that gets chased all over the place. It's her memoir. <laughs> it's her memoirs, yeah, which if it's released would perhaps shut down the the world in terms of the things that were found out about she she has later in the movie must have been true because everybody at that conference (laughs) had had a liaison with her it seemed like yeah she had a great line there where she said all of you guys whisper all your darkest secrets to me when she was calling all of those politicians out and and diplomats out they were they were just kind of laughed like oh yeah yeah that's just the way it is you know we're Double dealers, double crossers. You know? <laughs> and the chairman of the whole commission or committee or group was Walter Pigeon. Oh, that's who, who that was. Our, who was okay. our Professor Morpheus in Forbidden Planet. And I think she and he even had a kiss in the film, or a hug at least. Oh, gosh. For, yeah, he looked familiar. I, I, I didn't even notice that. That's great. Uh, quite it, it it it's just uh, it's an enjoyable film. Anyway, they 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 never really have a wedding night together because of uh, ex husband five or four or three or, uh, but it ends on a happy note. It does with a with a a, a great <laughs> line by Mae West to to send the movie off, and then they immediately cut to a cannon firing a cannonball. <laughs> This is Marlow Manners, aboard the honeymoon yacht of Sir Michael Barrington, husband number six. When the others turn you on, who'll be turning you on? You will, you will, you will. You are incorrigible. You're wrong. I looked it up. It means incapable of being corrected. And there's nothing between us that can't be straightened out. Well, I certainly take my hat off to you. Mm, You'll have to take off more than that, honey. Do you know, darling, you've done more for your country and Paul Revere. Well, I'm looking forward to saying the same thing he said. Oh, the British are coming. Mm. (laughs) For those of you in the audience that don't realize what might be going on here, let's put that in. They have a British flag flying and oh my goodness yeah it's great i think it just runs counter to what people expect from somebody like may west at 80 plus years old and it just i think it was just too much for people to to uh process 
I think that's that's yeah. my take on why it didn't do well because I mean there's definitely movies that are of this caliber in terms of entertainment and not a lot of plot but just sort of like funny setups and and lines and stuff that have done well and and continue to do well and this one gosh this this was a real find I mean I'm I'm happy that I just happened to run into it and you were down for reviewing it because I really liked watching it I did I did too and I makes me wonder how many other dozens of films are like this out there that neither one of us have ever heard about I would invite the listeners who have seen funky movies of one kind or another to send us some titles so we could see if they're available to a degree that we could actually do a podcast about them yeah that would be fun um I, another thing that struck me about everything in the film looks quality. There's no, there's no cheapness about the sets or the production values. It's, it's just so well done. <laughs> and Alice Cooper. Yeah, Alice Cooper. Wow, <laughs> I hardly recognize. He looks him. so different. He looks like a wedding singer. You know, like somebody who would show up and play the piano at a wedding. He's wearing a suit he doesn't have any makeup on his hair is cut no. relatively short i had to i had to get my uh iphone out and and, and make sure that that was him <laughs> and sure enough it is if you could see through all the makeup in his later well it, he doesn't even have a character name he's just he's just alice cooper in the movie yeah yeah they call and him Dom alice Deloise says as he's going back in to see may west oh hi alice yeah that was great <laughs> He's always around the hotel entertaining newlyweds. <laughs> oh, we should say something about Ringo Starr and George Hamilton, too, because, man, George Hamilton was playing that character up. And that scene where he uh, speaks Italian to the Godfather was, was <laughs> might have been the only dramatic moment in the whole movie. I think he was worried that he was yeah. going to be offed. You know, <laughs> he'd screwed up somehow. I don't think I, he, he, he's made a lot of films and some of them were dramas but this one was so unusual for him and he's such a handsome man even today mm -hmm. i think sometimes it made it harder for the audience to really get into the character because it was so good looking remember that uh, remember he played dracula in some movie in the 80s yeah uh, what i was do that called we i think we saw that in the theater it was pretty it was a comedy uh, oh i remember i can't think of the title right now and Ringo Starr, he's a very talented man. I mean, musician and, and just a bright, creative mind. Love at and first he, bite. He, he was, was the epitome of a, of a director that was out of the silent era, hollering and bellowing. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did kind of act like a silent movie director, yeah. <laughs> and and that, that yeah. scene where he was doing that test with that that one actor and the actor oh, kept complaining about yeah. couldn't get him on the right the right side of his face and the lighting wasn't right and 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 then um who who oh timothy dalton comes in and like knocks him out because he's like that's my wife yeah <laughs> cartwright test take 12 action my darling i want you i must have you i followed you all the way here to your secret apartment Limehouse. Cut! Cut! Look at her, not the camera, no you fool! Way you've got the camera doesn't show my best feature. We can't get the camera inside your pants. 
Move the camera. What's the camera doing over there? Don't give me an argument. Sound! Sound! Speed! Camera! Rolling! Quite right, Tess. Take 13. Action! I followed you all the way here to your secret apartment in Limehouse. Hot! I feel no strength, no emotion. Let's pick it up from if it means my life. And it does sound! Speed! Camera! Rolling! Cartwright test, take 14. I don't give a damn about my life or my soul. Only my career! Cut, cut, cut! Do you want to shoot him with a 35? I'd like to shoot him with a 38. Who found this idiot? You did, sir. Okay, let's go again. Roll it! Cartwright test, take 15. What's the word? What the, word, sir? The word, what's the word? Action? Action, action! If it means my life, I had to find you. Now think of yourselves as two lovers lost on a desert island in the middle of nowhere. Just the two of you alone. And you take her in your arms and you whisper passionately. If there's no one around, why does he whisper? Marlowe, darling, I'm just trying to help the boy. Okay, this time I'll show you. You are giving me a reading? No, I am giving you a job. Out. Darling, I know you belong to another. But your husband can never love you the way I love you. And you'll never love your husband the way you love me. That's how it should be done. I don't feel it that way. I don't care how you feel it, just feel it any way you can, but do it. That was my wife. Oh, I kiss your hands, your arms, your eyes, your mouth. I bury my face in your soft, snowy bosom and melt away the snow at the fire of my lips. You're not the same chap who was here a minute ago. Michael. Darling, I do wish you'd make up your mind. Who are you? I happen to be this lady's husband. I cannot make love to a woman while her husband is in the room. No, of course you can't. How terribly foolish of me. Do forgive me. We'll soon take care of that. Bravo! Oh, this is just a test scene. We're only play-acting. It seems rather realistic to me. How can you say that? This man, he has no fantasy, no poetry. In fact, he acts like an opera singer. And that's no way to make love to Miss Marlowe Manners. And who the hell are you? Sir, I am Laszlo Caroni. Husband number six, meet husband number four. A pleasure. Right, the test is over. Get this out of here. Oh. Well, my darling, I must leave you. As ever, it's been a pleasure. And you'll always have a place in my heart. And you, you are a lucky man. And I should know. Hmm? Timothy Dalton oh, was Timothy. just so confused in the whole movie. He didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and he was totally off when it was inter he was being interviewed by Rona Barrett or anybody else about you know, I'm a multi-sportsman. Yes, I'm gay. I love to life. I I mean, he just went on and on. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, the whole thing about the gosh. rowing and the oars. and <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I mean, oar. <laughs> it's like, so funny. You dummy. Oh. Uh, well, I, I still am struggling to try to come up with a rating for this. Um, my... The production values, the budget, the uh, the characters and the roles, I think are all a seven or an eight. I, but it's just, I guess I'd say it's probably a five. Mm -hmm. 
five or six maybe. It's certainly a mixed bag, let's put it that way. I think it's worth watching. I, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it every year, like, you know, for the rest of my life or anything like that. But uh, I think I was thinking a six. I felt like it was a little bit better than sort of a totally average movie because there were parts where I was, you know, laughing out loud and I was enjoying the movie. And it, the hour and a half went by pretty fast. It sure uh, did. But it it's certainly not deep in any way it's 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 just a series of funny situational comedy moments with may west delivering these really funny sort of double entendres or lines just full of sexual innuendo and i mean that's pretty much what she does through the whole movie she doesn't break character <laughs> in the whole movie so no not at all but the the movie is actually uh kind of a testament or a monument to her career and i think that's why so many famous people were in it i i I feel like it was just because she was in it i mean she was so famous and so influential and i feel like this was an opportunity for these other actors and actresses to to be in a movie with her and i think why not you know and it i could see reading the script and talking to the director and whatnot that you, you could get behind it, you know? This could be really funny. Yes. Yeah. That was enjoyable. I really yeah. was. I'm, I hope we can surface some more of these Me obscure too. movies that are worth watching. Me too. Yep, so that was our review of Sextet. And uh, we decided on a movie for next time, which is... What, what Bicycle Thief or Bicycle Thieves, depends on which country it was released in. An, an Italian film from 1948, and it will be a total change-up from the from the movie we just reviewed. It's very realistic in, in black-and-white cinematography. Very, very good. Excellent film. Yeah, I've, I've always heard really good things about it, so never And never it's seen available it. on uh, all the, well, not all the streaming services, but the big streaming services. So it's not hard to watch. Cool. Or not hard to find, I mean. Cool. And then uh, after that, we'll figure out what's next. I just watched that Christopher Reeves movie, um, Somewhere in Time. I love that movie. Yeah. Every time I watch that, I end up crying. It's so Nancy's good. Like, oh, for God's sake, we're going to watch that again? That and and then maybe a double feature of that and the movie that came out a couple years later called Time After Time about H.G. Wells chasing... Oh, yes. Chasing uh, the Jack <clears throat> the Ripper through through time. That was Who, a good who's, one. Who's leading that? Who's the actor or actress in that? Uh, Malcolm McDowell, Mary Steenburgen. And the Jack the Ripper is played by uh, David Warner. Who's oh, really good. he's so good at that role. That's let's do that as a double feature after we do Bicycle Thieves. I can hardly wait to let Nancy know that we'll be able to watch. Uh, I just forgot the Some, name. Somewhere, somewhere in, in time. time. Okay, so Time After Time came out in 1979, and then Somewhere in Time came out in 1980. So. It doesn't Perfect. matter what order we watch it in, but the, they were like right next to each other. I, I remember seeing both of those in the theater and being super impressed with them. I mean, I was only I nine and one. ten years old, but 
I remember that. We watched uh, Somewhere in Time about four months ago, and I was just, tears were coming down my face when they first meet. And, oh, it's just... <laughs> oh, and she's so beautiful, too, isn't she? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he, he was such a handsome man. Oh, he's so good. My and goodness. Christopher Plummer's in it. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, all right. Coming to you from North Bend, this is Matt. And here in Los Angeles is Bob wish, wishing everybody happy movie watching. Jaden and I went and played a nine holes of golf yesterday. Wow. Yeah. At that little course down by uh, the old uh, elementary school that Haley went to? No, it was up at the ridge at the PGA course. Cause, oh, my. Wow. And we were the only ones on the course. It was it was crazy because he That's works where there. That's they just had the senior tour a week ago, the Boeing Classic. Yeah. Since he works Boy, there, that, he that looks to... good. I watched that. That looks so good on TV. Everybody in the world is looking at that, saying, "I'm going to move there." Oh, for sure. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, had he ever played before? Yeah, he plays a lot. He's actually oh, he really does? good. Yeah. Oh, he, good um, for him. I told How'd him you that do? you used to play a lot, and he was like, "Really? I didn't know that." What did you say? Oh, I told him that he that you used to play a lot, and he oh, was yeah, surprised. Oh, yeah, I was on the golf team. Yeah. Yeah, I had to give it up because of my arthritis. And I gave my old clubs to a friend that didn't have any so he could continue to play. Did you enjoy it?
Yeah, but I sucked, man. I hadn't swung a golf club in 20 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> Was your son patient with you? Yeah, and we went with uh, his friend Will and Will's dad, and they were they both play a lot, so they all they all were patient with me. Nobody made fun of me. So, <laughs> but Jaden had Jaden had a birdie on one hole that was just insane. I don't know if you saw this on TV, but there's a hole that curves around this ravine, and you have to shoot it over the ravine in order to get oh, it. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. He shot that ball all the way over the ravine and it landed just on the far side of the the green and then he had two putts to get it in and he he did that and got a birdie and it was like whoa wow <laughs> Dang. just like the pros yeah oh that's so fun. I was, golf is a fun game yeah i miss it yeah I, and i was real sore this morning <laughs> Yeah, which was worse, your back, your shoulders, or your legs? I'd say my knees. I don't know, like the twisting motion oh. and then all the walking. We had carts, but because of the my shots were not great, I was doing a lot of walking after the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a course where they make you uh, rent a cart? Or some courses you have to rent a cart. Uh, we there was one other. There's two other people and they were walking, <clears throat> so oh, I think okay. they, I think you can walk. Some of the busier courses around in the country uh, require you to use a cart because some people are so slow. Yeah, but no, well, we anyway, were, good we were, for you. We were the only ones, like literally, except for a couple holes. We saw this other group of two people, but yeah, I was like, wow, we're we're getting the VIP treatment here. We got no the whole kidding. course to ourselves. <laughs> The uh, the father of the friend of Jaden's must be a member. No, no, it's because Jaden works there, and so he gets to play on Mondays for free, because the course is closed oh. on Mondays. Oh, he's working at that course. I yeah. had him at a different course. Yeah. Oh wow, there's a job. The beautiful out of doors, the scenery. He he likes it. Yeah. It's like working in a garden. We're doing fine here. We're doing a few home repairs. We had eight things to do, and they're on the last two today. Mm. So it kind of disrupts everything because we had to do some inside painting repair and outside painting and that kind of thing. Had to put a new door on the garage so the rats couldn't get in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're you're familiar with mice and rats. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. no fun. So. Oh, oh, one quick thing before we start. We have three choices for our next podcast. Bicycle Thieves. Second is Only Angels Have Wings. And three, a third is La Dolce Vita. What would be your choice? They're all available. Okay. Um, I think Bicycle Thieves. Yes. That's my <laughs> choice. <laughs> From 1948. Cool. Quite a film. Okay. I'm ready. All right. <laughs>